drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It's a Wednesday. This is your host, Eric O'Cree, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, where you know every single week... We drink it in. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So, as everybody knows, this offseason, I'm changing it up a little bit. My my co-host, my partner, Grifka, you know, I had enough of the guy. He drives me bonkers. He gets me going crazy. So, I said, I got to bring some other guests on. I need a little off-season break, change it up a little bit. And I'm fired up this week because we've got Joey Christopoulos coming on the show. He's the host of Believe and Betting Chicago on the Believe Podcasting Network. Joey is doing all types of video work. You can find him on all the different social platforms putting that out. Tons of content. I mean, if you're anybody that's anybody in the sports or entertainment world, Joey's trying to track you down because he's bringing in guests left and right, doing big things. And like I say, unfortunately... He's a Bears fan, and he also does a show on the Chicago Bears. But he's here today to talk all about the NFC North, fantasy football, and anything else we get into. So, Joey, I tried to pub you up, tried to give you a good intro. How you doing this week? Thank you so much for coming on the show. Derek, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I'm parched. I'm thirsty. I come, I come tr- crawling through the desert ready to talk about the NFC North. I'm ready to bear down. It's a pleasure to be here, man. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I can help you with that thirst, my friend. Drink it in, uh... there, There's a little Detroit mm-hmm. Kool-Aid for you. But, be, Joey, before we get going, I mean, we're going to talk off the top. I want to hear what you have to say about the Matt Stafford trade. I want to ask you what the heck you're doing at quarterback in Chicago. But I thought this was really the only way to greet you here on the show. The Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. Bullshit. <laughs> the Bears are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. I mean, that's really the only way to greet you, don't you think? And we let him off the hook. Ah, uh, St. Denny Green. <laughs> well, um, what's better, him slamming the podium? <laughs> him slamming the podium or the explicatives yeah. he got in there? Either Both are great. What's so funny about that one, too, is that in the moment, in that very moment, he was dead wrong. But then <laughs> the last next 15 years, he's dead right. I don't know. Whatever you want to make out of that. Oh, absolutely. I got, I got to get Denny in on the show when you're here. So so let's get into it, man. We got NFC so much North, to, baby. <laughs> we got so much to talk about. So, you know, again, I'll throw it to you first. So, you know, Detroit, we just traded our, our franchise quarterback. We got quite the haul in return. Got another quarterback that's going to bridge us. But I'm throwing it to you. I mean, what what is going on in Chicago? You struck out on Wentz. You know, you know, I, I've heard some Darnold rumblings. Are you going to get the quarterback position fixed or are you going to be chasing the Lions? Because I love the deal we got here in Detroit. 
Whether we get it fixed or not is going to be a big, giant TBD. At this point right now, in my personal opinion, this is all going to kind of roll itself back to the draft. So for Bears fans or NFC North fans that are thinking that we're going to get an answer on this question in the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to tell you to just, you know, take a little vacation from all this news because it's probably not going to come to the NFL draft. In my personal opinion, Carson Wentz didn't want to come to Chicago. Chicago Bears didn't really want him to come to Chicago either. That seemed to be a little bit of a Howie Roseman social media you know, let's kind of cook something up a little bit to have a contrast in comparison to what the Colts offer was. I just want to go back to the Detroit Lions real quick because, man, I'm telling you right now, like, you know, Derek, we text. I got some Detroit Lions buddies. You know, I like the Dan Campbell hire, but the Matt Stafford Hall, man, I, I, I want to get your opinion on it just real quick before I hit the Bears because, man, two first-round picks – that is just an excellent, excellent, excellent haul from Matt Stafford. Yes, you have to take on Jared Goff. I can't wait to hear you guys shine the turd that is Jared Goff. Um, I'm so excited to play him twice in the NFC North this season. But the good news for the Lions fans is they get those first two-round picks. They could probably move on from Goff in the next year or so. I think the future's looking pretty bright. I mean, it's sad to see Stafford go, but you're kind of pumped about the future, no? Joey, I think I came on your show uh, well before this happened, and I said, "And you it's nailed time, it. It's you time for Stafford it. to go. I, I've seen yeah. enough. I know what he is. Nothing against him personally, but yeah, this this was the timing was right. Um, I'm glad they they made the move. I'm glad they got out in front of it. Now you, you're kind of short selling my team. Two first round picks. They also got a third, and like you say, a quarterback that's 25. Yeah, I'm going to give you his superlatives right now. He basically has the same stats as Matt Stafford. He's basically Stafford light. So yeah, I think Goff's going to come in here. To me, he's not." to throw in he's a sneaky pick by brad holmes who loves jared goff so yeah i feel really good about this best of all the matt stafford wife and kids but i i'm really fired up about where they're going and 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 i love that you just turned it to me because yeah nothing there on chicago when it comes to quarterback i mean i I might as well fill in the blanks for you. You want to know what Mitch Trubisky was? um joey you want to know what mitch Trubisky was there at number two overall you really want to know uh, he was a winner, twenty-eight and twenty over the last three years. Is that what we're going with this, or <laughs> no? I was thinking more of this. It was a bad decision. Period. Point blank. It was a, a, <laughs> one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> Thank you, Pac-Man. I mean, and, <laughs> I, I agree. And what's cr- you know what's crazy about it now too is uh, think of where the Bears are in this situation, and this is a cautionary tale for anyone. And you know, Detroit Lions fans, you guys lived it with Joey Harrington and other organizations <laughs> as well. But like, this is what happens when you mess up a quarterback, right? Where now they they. You know, they, they won 12 games. You know, they've been 28 and 20 the last, you know, three seasons. whoop de doo But now they're in a situation where it's either the Chicago Bears have to burn a ton of draft capital to probably be successful at the quarterback position or what they get a veteran draft a quarterback and Nick Foles and it becomes this carnival carousel of a competition and training camp. You know, do Bears fans want to see that? We'll see Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. They're under the gun. We'll see what happens there. But, man, it is tough where this Trubisky situation where they got it so wrong on him can really set back the franchise, not just the last four years he's been on the team, but maybe the next four or five moving forward if they have to burn a ton of capital on a guy. Now, if it's a guy named Deshaun Watson, (laughs) I can sleep a little bit better at night, right? But other than that, I don't see a lot of scenarios where we're not burning picks. If we're not moving up to draft a guy like Mac Jones or something, you know, either way, the Bears are going to be in a really, really tough spot on a team that otherwise is pretty talented except for that one position. 
<laughs> yeah, other than the most important position, you're you're decent, I would say. But you got to yeah, as, as our president says, uh, our president said, <laughs> Phillips, he went. Have we gotten the quarterback position right? No. Have we won enough games? No. Other than that, all the pieces are in place. So boom, Mardi Gras. Let's start the parade. All right. Well, we'll see. So so we'll save some of our banter because coming up on the back half of the show, it's going to be Lions versus Bears. We're going to get into a little bit more. Um, lot, lots to say, lots to do. Had some fun off the top here, but l- let's keep the show moving. I, I want to ask you about the the bums of the division, the, uh, the ones that we can't stand, the ones that just are in our way every time uh, at the top of the stand. Let, let, let's just start up there in Green Bay. I, I mean, these guys, old old man Rogers comes out the woodwork, puts up an MVP type season, you know, all this love fest now that he's engaged, puts up all these numbers. And what happens? The Packers go home again in the playoffs. I, I love to see it, but I, I can't understand why they're that good. I'm looking at their team. I mean, Questionable wide out, you know, who knows if Aaron Jones will stay a very old aging QB, but yeah, he did have a good season. No doubt about it. And and their defense, you know, got a few playmakers, but nothing that just, you know, scares me to death. What do you think about the Packers in 2021? And, and I know you as a bears fan, like we're looking forward. We we don't care what you did last year. You didn't take home a Lombardi. So 2021, where do you see the Packers? What's your take on them? You took the words right out of my mouth, Derek. You know, they don't scare me. They haven't for several seasons now. Aaron Rodgers, you know, we were just talking about quarterbacks. And look, of course, the Green Bay Packers somehow string together 30 straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Uh, You know, bless them and keep them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, They absolutely drive me nuts. I mean, this really all comes down to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, at the end of the day, even with they, you know, I think they're going to tag Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones to me is actually a really underrated running back. I like him a whole lot, especially from, I know we're going to talk about this from a fantasy perspective. I think he's a great bargain value play that you can pick up every single season. A dude that averages over five yards of carry every single year, got over a thousand yards again this season. He's had 30 touchdowns combined over the last two seasons, but in regards to everything else, it's all kind of spotty, right? You know, Devonte Adams, best receiver in the game. I get it. But Robert Tanyan, you know, is he going to put up those kind of touchdowns that he put up last year? They had so many like two yard touchdown, uh, touchdown passes that Rogers would just toss to Tanyan. Who's their secondary receiver? That thing keeps on going. And what are they going to do in the draft? Are they really going to go out and get an offensive piece? Again, they are the best team in the division to me, but I think I'm with you. They just don't strike the fear into me that I think a lot of other teams do when you see them on their schedule. And of course, both of our teams see them twice a year. Yeah, I, I don't see a crazy pass rush. One thing I will give them a little credit for is I do like how they went and they got corners, safeties, guys that can cover. I think that started out slow and now it's coming around for them where, you know, the kings of the world and, and their their back end with Savage and company has, has come together. But like you say, I, I really don't know how they had such a prolific offensive year with some of the players they have questionable you know a few guys on the old line but nothing that just bullies up front so I I look for a drop back from them I'm not as high as on Aaron Jones as you in real life or in fantasy I've always been a guy to you know ignore or or pass him by and draft
drafts. He, he has, you know, scored quite a few touchdowns and put up some big numbers at times, but I'll be curious if he stays in Green Bay. I could see Aaron Jones want to go to a, a big limelight type city and, and try to be the guy. So who knows if he's even back uh, based on that. So I think they're going to take a step back. I, I don't think the Lions are necessarily ready to come up, but, um, you know, I think that, you know, my, my guy, Dan Campbell, I, I don't know if you've heard of him, Joey. He, he, I like to call him Dan freaking Campbell on the show, and that's probably because of this. He's had enough of that. Can, yeah, he's had enough of this. He's had enough of this say, Lions How can losing. you not hear him? How can you not hear him? I mean, his voice, he carries for miles. Um, <laughs> I, Dude, just real quick, I love that hire, right? I mean, personality plus, tough-minded dude, going to represent the city of Detroit. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a Lions fan, but I just think that's a great call for you guys. You know why I love it, Joey? It's because the man said this in his introductory podium press conference. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Dan freaking Campbell. Bears fans, <laughs> Packer cheese heads, Vikings, be on notice because we're taking is kneecaps, that... taking hunks out of people. <laughs> love is it. Is that a press conference or is that a scene from The Walking Dead? I can't tell. Uh, I don't but care. I... Dan Campbell. The man. <laughs> I'm super into it, but here, let me ask you this question in regards to the Packers, because when you say take a step back, I'm kind of with you because if you just look, I know we're not talking about last year, but we're going to talk about moving forward. They can't really overhaul their defense, right? Their run defense was not good last year. And if you look through the NFC North, you've got a guy named Dalvin Cook, who was what a top five fantasy running back last year. You got a guy named David Montgomery, top six running back last year. And you got a guy who I know we're going to get to later. So let's not get too deep into it. I absolutely love DeAndre Swift's fantasy value heading into next year. I think he's going to be one of the best valued running backs you could probably find on the board. He was, I think, 22 this year in terms of fantasy running backs. I think he could easily be a top 10 dude. So you got three really talented running backs going against a Packers defense that doesn't have a good run defense. That sort of feels like that they can maybe come back to the pack. Now, no, no pun intended. You know, are you feeling what I'm seeing just a little bit? Good point by you. I mean, uh, I think they do. They have had some beasts up front at times, but they had some injuries as well. And and yeah, their linebackers are nothing to to be very impressed about. So you know, you got to hurt them where they're weak. So yeah, if they're weak again in the run game, you, you're going to see the division of their opponents running against them. That's how they got put out of the playoffs a couple years ago. They had this big high flying fancy team, and they just got bullied by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So I think that uh, ended up happening too. What Cam Akers ran on them, and that's why uh, what uh, Jared Goff and company i think were the ones that, that put them out or was it tom brady tom brady this year that put them out right so I oh mean, it was yeah. brady yeah 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 you can run on them you know like i said they're a little bit harder to throw on and whatnot but, but let's stop talking about the pack is smug aaron Rodgers. i can only take so much of them and we got so much better things to talk about this is not really a better thing but we got to mention them at least Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins is about as milk toast as they get. My my co-host Grifka on the show always wants to say, you know, Kirk Cousins, he ain't that great. <laughs> and I always tell him, well, his stats are pretty good. And he seems to to go on these crazy streaks where he's incredible. As you mentioned, Dalvin Cook's a stud. You know, they, they got a revamp D, but to me, as good as Mike Zimmer is, the D is nothing amazing. He's got a bunch of rookies all over the place trying to cover people and rush the passer. So... Minnesota Vikings, middle of the pack, you know, didn't have a year like most people thought. What do you think about the Vikes 2021? Kirk Cousins to me is just a hilarious story where when you pull up his his box score, she, he feels like that guy that when you're watching, you randomly put on CBS and there's like a random TV show 
that's like really popular and everyone's like the number one show in America, Mike and Molly. That is like Kirk Cousins because you're sitting there and you're just right. like, no offense to the people that like that show, but you're like, who watches this show? <laughs> How is this popular? And yet somehow Kirk Cousins sets a career high in touchdown passes last year. You know, this guy is garbage yards. I do like him from a fantasy perspective because in a two quarterback league, you can bring him in. He is a dude that can easily put up top 12, top 15 numbers. If he's your QB one, I'm probably a little scared. And again, look at the weapons that they have. It's just so crazy as a bears fan. And I'm sure as a lions fan, you know, they go out and they draft Justin Jefferson. And what does he do? Right. He puts up 88 receptions, 1400 yards, seven touchdowns, seven Incredible. games with 100 yard performances. I mean, how many Charles Rogers, Roy Williams d- stories you need to hear to make oh, that on make you upset. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Delvin Cook, another dude, you know, I think Delvin Cook's going to be overvalued next year in fantasy, my personal opinion, not because I don't think that he's not talented. I think he's he's one of the most talented players in the league. I just worry about his health constantly, and he finally just got through a full season without really getting dinged up. That, that might kind of come back around a little bit. And then good old Adam Thielen. Good old Alan Thielen, always good for a touchdown. Numbers went down, but the touchdowns went up. Another dude that's going to be overvalued. Again, a team that, you know, when we play them, you know, there's always a path to victory against the Vikings. You know, they're always going to screw up at, one, at some point. You always know that they're maybe not going to get off to the fastest start in the world. And as long as you do what you need to do, the Vikings will be playing catch-up in the third and fourth quarter. And that's where Kirk Cousins gets all of his stats. And then they uh, presumptively lose. So, you know, I... I I, for me, I just think that the arrow is probably pointing sideways for them. I don't really know what they could do in the offseason to really make them, you know, division contenders with the Packers. And every single year, everyone's like, it's the, it's the Vikings year. It's the Vikings year. I'm just not buying it, man. A sideways arrow, I think, is perfect for the Minnesota Vikings. But all you got to really do is wait for Dalvin Kick to get injured because, you know, that's going to happen at least two to three times totally. every season. Uh, like you say, defense has been aging. They haven't really found these dynamic pieces. Now, Justin Jefferson is a beast. Uh, he really surprised me. He wasn't on one of my top radars last year. I, not only did he play incredible, but just watching him, you know, just his length, his ability to get in and out of cuts, the catches he makes, consistent how he was as a rookie was crazy. I saw a mock draft this last week or so said the Vikings, you know, that everybody's kind of projecting now a fall for Devonte Smith. Could you imagine Devonte Smith and Justin Jefferson paired up having to deal with those two route runners? I mean, that would not be fun for Detroit and Chicago oh, and, and no, other no, defenses. No. <laughs> so I, I, I shivered, shivered when I saw that. Yeah, would would the, the Detroit Lions pass on Devonte Smith? Is that what you're saying, or would the, would you think maybe the Lions? In that scenario where he would fall that far, would the Lions be targeting a quarterback? How would the Lions not? How would the Lions let Devontae Smith get past them? I mean, they're picking at number seven. So Benny Blades on my other show, believe in Lions with Benny Blades. I mean, Benny comes. You know, I like. This guy, Devontae Smith, he's a, he's a ball player. I'm like, Benny, just because he blew up this year, the guy's about 165 pounds. I mean, he's making True. plays, but he's running through empty defenses with that that Alabama squad. But Benny loves him. I'm I'm split. Like, if they turned the card and they were to take a guy, I could see it because we need playmakers on the outside. But it's not the pick I would make, especially at number seven. I think you got to get, you know – bigger impact positions you can wait on receiver all that type of stuff but you know jamar chase is my guy over Devonte smith but i'm just hoping like those real dynamic guys 
don't go in our division because it always feels like every year it's either Green Bay, Minnesota, or Chicago picking up these guys I like in the draft or these playmakers. And it's like, no, let them go somewhere else so I don't have to deal with them twice a year, like you said. But to me, just to sum up the Vikings, again, we're going to get to some of these dynasty players. I like, Joey, how you've been mixing all this fantasy talk in. Like, I used to do a fantasy show with my buddy Chuck here on the show, and I always goofed on him because Chuck's going to Barnes & Noble still and getting a magazine. I said, hey, Chuck, you know there's this thing called the interwebs. You can actually go out and get this stuff for free. You don't have to go pick up a magazine. He, he oh, did it. those things are so out, like <laughs> not just dated, just in terms of having a tangible thing in right. your hand that you're reading. But those things like come out like a month <laughs> after like the real stuff happens. Like exactly, I I couldn't understand why he did it, but me and him chopped it up, talk of fantasy. So I'm glad I got another guy on here that knows his stuff, can talk some fantasy, talk some football, and talk some NFC North and some Lions, Bears, and everything else in between. So Minnesota, I mean, they they could have a jump up in my opinion because they had a little fall off last year. But like you said, there's so many holes of if this, that, or the other goes wrong. Yeah, you could see them winning six to seven games next year or less you know I could I could see it no doubt I want to ask you a question what is your take on Adam Thielen from a fantasy perspective a guy who's like numbers went down across the board last year but the touchdowns were like in the top five among the NFL you know how do you for fantasy owners out there like how do you tackle that because he's going to be valued a certain way but it's all based on touchdowns Adam Thielen, I mean, we didn't talk about this before the show. We don't talk about anything here. We just let the tape roll, Joey. But you're picking out all these guys I really can't stand in fantasy. I don't think I've ever had Aaron Jones on a squad. I'm never taking Adam Thielen in any draft ever. Derek, I've never, I swear to you, I swear to you right now, I swear to Dicka, I have never owned a Green Bay Packer in fantasy. I swear to you, and it will never, ever, ever happen. Lions and Vikings, I try and like not go crazy with, you know what I mean? Of course, Marvin Jones ends up on everyone's fantasy team sooner or later, like no matter what you do. But I tell you, I have never owned a Green Bay Packer because I like living a happy, normal lifestyle. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I I used to go the other way where like you would think I would be I would always think I'm getting lions at good values and then I figured it's if I can avoid lions it's better cuz if they blow up I'm happy. If they blow up and are terrible, I don't have a double dip of annoyance. So I yes. I like to not take my hometown teams. But like I say, back to your guy Thielen real quick. He's just a guy that I avoid based on yeah, you know he's had a couple big years but He's just not a dynamic player, not somebody that I like to invest in. You know, I'm not always like that meat and potatoes. Oh, I like to look at all the stats or what he's done previously. It's like he I I can name 12 receivers I'd rather have than Adam Thielen, you know, in two seconds. So, yeah, he's a guy he's going to fall off. I wouldn't be surprised if they just move him either down the depth chart or off the team in the next year or two and, and replace him with somebody better because he had his day. I mean, he just he just doesn't have it, you know, physically. I, I don't think he just had a, he jumped up on people. Let's put it that way. I remember saying, "Who's Adam Thielen?" When he was having his good seasons, you know, now everybody knows him, and his numbers seem to be dropping a bit. So, you know, uh, where do you see the Vikes? You see him in the middle of the pack, lower, higher. What do you think? Same area as before. I mean, they're kind of stuck in in neutral in almost a worse way than the Chicago Bears, in my opinion. Where, as you mentioned, the defense is aging. Their cap situation isn't great. You know, they're really kind of hanging their hat on Dalvin Cook, which we've already kind of mentioned is a huge injury risk, just in my opinion, on a year to year basis. So I'm I'm with you, man. I still see them as like that six and ten, seven and nine team. I see them as the team that can also be maybe four and two at some point. And they're like, hey, are the Vikings for real? No, they're not for real. 
Don't worry about it. They will <laughs> blow it. Kirk Cousins will put together a four or five game hot streak at some point to maybe make things interesting. But I still see them sort of in that middle area of six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight. Kirk Cousins when he's good, soundbite. Kirk Cousins all the rest of the time. That pretty much sums it up for him. All right, let, let's get let's get off these two teams. Let's talk a little bit more fantasy, and let's take our, our break right here. So when we're talking dynasty studs, top dynasty players in fantasy football, not from a year ago, not who was good in the past, who's going to ball out in 2021? Joey, give me a couple names that people got to own on their team. We're talking like centerpieces of your team, foundation players. Who you got? Well, I'm going to stay away from the quarterbacks just from right now. And I'm going to, I want to talk about a couple of guys that just I like a whole lot in terms of just the value of what they've already put out and what the value is going to be moving forward. Hey, man, let's just start right now, man. Let's drink the Kool-Aid, buddy. I want to get into DeAndre Smith. Swift, I want to hear your opinion on him. This is a guy who started off the season in such a weird way, right? where he was having a really strong game, and then he dropped a game-winning touchdown that would have beaten my Chicago Bears at the time, but didn't happen. <laughs> and he was able to kind of bounce back from that. Now he had injury issues during the middle of the season. But then when he came back, I just see a scenario with Jared Goff. He is a guy who does need a solid running game behind him. He does a little bit of the split-the-field half stuff. He does like to distribute the ball to the running backs a little bit. I just see all of a sudden that DeAndre Swift could possibly be a focal point through training camp to start the season next year. You guys aren't really sure what you're going to do at receiver right now. I don't know if you're bringing Kenny Galladay back, but let's just say you do draft a guy. He's going to take a second or two to get in the mix. I just think DeAndre Swift, I just think his value is going to be awesome. I think he could have RB1 value. Could be a great guy to start a dynasty franchise because he's super young. You could have him for a long time. And also, I think he's going to be valued maybe more as an RB2. And, you know, in that area, fourth, fifth, sixth round in a regular fantasy draft for a guy that can give you RB1 numbers, sign me up. What do you think of Swift? I think you hit on a lot of it there. I mean, the guy had 10 total touchdowns. He, he really seemed smooth, confident throughout the year, had, had a couple dropsies here or there, but made some dynamic plays. Now it's about usage. You know, how are they going to use him? We've had Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, and uh, Anthony Lennon company say, hey, let, let, let's get DeAndre Swift out on a linebacker and throw him the football. You know, let's use this guy in space. Uh, I don't know why Matt Patricia and company, those knuckleheads, like never used him barely in the past game. Um, and, and split him out or got him in these matchup nightmares. So I think if he's used properly, he could be dynamic, but it just depends where the team is at as well as how much you're going to get it to him. And it's not about like feeding him the rock in the run game. It's about his, his touches. So get him like 15 runs, but then get him like eight plus, you know, six to eight plus passes on average basis where he can catch, run after catch, jump over people, use that wiggle. I call him DeAndre Swizzle. So he's got to get out there and do some things. I, I actually had him lower on my list here. It's like you said, that dynamic, sleeper guy that you can get that could end up being really great but like i said i've seen this happen with lions backs before where they kind of show some things <laughs> yeah. year one injured year two but yes. he's got he's got really good pedigree so i would put him in that sleeper category joey l- let me throw you a couple names we're talking about the ballers of this league this is the top name on my list i know people are going to be frustrated by it he seems like he's down on everybody's list but i can't figure out why 
Saquon Barkley. <laughs> this guy does, I mean, he's the absolute physical specimen at running back. He can catch it. He can run it. Okay, he's been hurt. I get it. He's been hurt multiple times. I get it. He hasn't forgot how to play football. So Barkley and then dynamic talents like Tyreek Hill. We already talked about Dalvin Cook. You know, I saw Jonathan Taylor at the top of the list. I mean, he had some good numbers, but he's still got a little bit to show me. Beasts like A.J. Brown, you know, C.D. Lamb could be coming on. And don't forget about my guy, Joe Mixon. I feel like this is a guy, again, injured, hasn't shown everything he can do. I love what Cincinnati's doing offensively. So those are a couple names I'm throwing out when I'm talking about dynamic guys I want on my team that are going to blow up 21 and beyond and maybe slept on by some people right now. I love your call on Barkley. I think he's going to be one of the more fascinating, you know, stories to follow probably through training camp where we're probably going to see some preseason rankings coming out and he'll probably, I, I want to get, say that he's still in the top 10, but let's just say that he's not in the top 10. And all of a sudden, as the reports come out that, you know, he's practicing, he's getting in full contact. Maybe we see him in a preseason game. He gets a little bit closer to being healthy and return from that torn ACL that maybe that, that ranking is going to swiftly change depending on when you have your draft. I mean, I love the Barkley pick. As long as the dude is going to be upright and playing by, let's just say, week two or week three, I'm taking him over a guy like Zeke Elliott. I'll be honest with you because I'm with you in terms of the talent. Another guy I want to throw in there on the list just because I was all over him last year. I said this guy was going to be a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. And, you know, he's great talent, but, it you know, everyone was like, whoa, hold on a second. Will he turn out to be a top 10 this year? I think he could be even a top five this year. I'm in love with DK Metcalf. I, I'll be honest with you, I from obviously the moment when you watch all the combine stuff about how the dude's like an athletic, athletic freak, and even in his rookie year, the dude just caught touchdowns. Last year, he kind of started adding a little bit more to his game, seeing a couple more targets, a couple more touchdowns. The yardage went up a little bit. I think this year could be that game-breaking, like game-changing season for him where he's maybe getting 90, 100 receptions. 1500 1600 yards 10 plus touchdowns so on and so forth i see him you know it might not be a sexy pick because he's already a top 10 guy i could see him making that leap to the elite category of that four or five area where you're talking about tyree kale Devonte adams dudes like that i like him to make a huge jump too i'm a huge fan of cd lamb i'm right there with you i drafted him in all three of my leagues last year super late not going to get that same value this year but then a guy also that easily could be a YR2, uh, sorry, wide receiver two, and easily could also turn into a wide receiver one this season. I like him a whole lot too, taking a jump this season. Those are big time takes by you, Joey. Now you said something about Barkley. I got to circle back on. You said maybe by weeks two or three. I mean, I'm pretty sure the guy got hurt really early in games two or three of the season. He, he's going to be starting the season. I think he'll be fine. What I think is going to happen with. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you is that I think a lot of people are going to sleep on him, not only in drafts, but are going to question, you know, well, is he going to get hurt again? Well, they're going to totally forget that when he was healthy back in his rookie year and, and, and early on, the, the guy can do it all. So that's why I'm putting my money on him is, is his build in his lower half as well as, you know, he can just do everything you want from a running back. I can use him in short yardage. I could throw it to him and he can make people miss, run away from people, do it all. So that's why I'm going big on him. Now, DK Metcalf, I just want to hit on him because, again, I got to give my buddy Grifka a little grief who's not on this show. We went back and forth on DK during the draft and Grifka's take was, oh, wow, he runs nine routes. Wow, he's fast. Big deal. He'll be hurt all the time. And, you know, he could just do that because he could run away from people in college. I said, Grifka, there's something about height, weight, speed 
that just makes this guy special. And I'm telling you, I, I did a whole show one day about how the Lions should take him over, you know, when they took TJ Hawkinson. This was before the draft. I was like, take DK and just let him do what he does. Now, I don't think he would have been TJ, successful. Take DK. Yes. <laughs> Take DK Metcalf and just let him run away from people because my thing is that he's just you just can't teach that type of talent. And I don't know that he would have been as good in Detroit because I think he fell into a great offense where they chuck it way down the field. You know, Russell Wilson took him under his wing. But if you were calling that a couple, you know, at his rookie year and now he's blowing up and now you're saying he's even going to get bigger. I mean, every time you turn on the tape, all he does is make plays. So that was one of the ones I got right as well as Grifka got wrong. And it seems like you're on the train of just this guy's too physical and too much too special to not keep being good in fantasy. And now he is going to be one of those top receivers taken. So I'm right with you there. Yeah, I think he's, I think he'll eventually not saying that he'll be as good or as talented as these players, but he will be in that Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson type category for me. Now I'm not saying the dudes just sign him up for the hall of fame, but I'm just saying in terms of fantasy value, what he's going to bring to the table, how much I think he could have even a better season next year. That's kind of the stuff that I'm talking about. I do want to ask you because Look, we're in agreement on Saquon Barkley. I hate to rope back to it, but do you think that do you think that just based on his value, like the way we're going to do rankings this year, do you still see him sitting in that top 10 or do you think some people might have him on that outskirt area of that 10, 11, 12 area because you know, are you are you going to put him just in a ranking, not whether you would take him or not, because that's important because people keep in mind just because it's ranked somewhere doesn't mean that you do or do not want that person. That just means the value. That means <laughs> how, how smart you could possibly be. So do you see him ahead of guys like Derrick Henry, you know, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Tyreek Hill? Is he going to be ranked in front of all those guys? Is he still going to be in the top 10? So, Joey, a couple things. Uh, I, I'm on my normal show. I, I like to beat Grifka up and give him trouble. So this is your rookie debut here on the show. So I got to do the same for you. So, everybody, this is Joey taking over the show. You know, this is Joey. He, he, he believes in betting Chicago. You know, he's he's firing off questions now. He's putting me to task. I mean, this is what the guy does. Go check out his shows. Go check out all his content. He's doing big things. Super happy to have him on. But, I, I mean, when you're talking about where's Saquon Barkley going to go, I mean, <laughs> to me, yeah he might fall out of the top 10 because people are gonna shaky but a lot of the leagues i do you know i see people always taking all these receivers or oh let me get george kittle and i'm just sitting there swiping up running backs left right and center because i think the key to winning fantasy football now before and in the future is making sure you not only have running backs but you have depth at running back and you have dynamic guys like i've said multiple times now about this player and others catch run score touchdowns that's the key to a solid running back so I'm taking Barkley up in the top, you know, five-ish, you know, overall, and others are going to let him slide. I'm happy to scoop him up because they're going to be taking these fancy receivers and tight ends, and I'm just going to be loading up on two, three, maybe give me four running backs early, and I'll go get the other positions later. You know, that's that's simple math to me when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, for me, like if Barkley, for whatever reason, ranking, whatever league that you're in, he slides to 8, 9, 10, and you're able to get him at 8, 9, 10. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know what what can we do? Is there is there a horn? Is there a button that you can press, Derek? That that is that is like a celebration. Is there a celebration button? Because that would be something I'd be dancing in the streets for that. I'm totally with I, you. I think he's a top five talent too. Gosh, you you would think I'd have something right at the top of my fingers, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I'd be doing when Saquon's on all my teams, baby. Let's Derek, go. Derek, what happened? I just drafted Barkley ninth overall. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It's fun with the soundboard. You got to love it. But, hey, let, let's do this. We got to get our great sponsors in here. But I want, I want like, a couple... Let's do a little ping pong hot takes. One, let's give a, people a couple more players. So, one okay. of my players I'm gonna have on. I'm giving you Odell Beckham Jr. to bounce back. What's a player that you want to throw out that might be on one of your teams here in 2021? Um, in terms of a, in terms of a bounce back, or just uh, in general? Just somebody Joey's drafting that you want to throw out names. I don't need a big take or a, a, you know throw. Just throw me a name. Guy that I love that showed up last year and I think he's only going to get better is Chase Claypool. Another guy that I wanted, I thought it was a hybrid tight end wide receiver. I really wanted the Bears to draft him. Dude came out is a touchdown machine. Again, can he run all the routes? No, not necessarily, but he plays in that type of offense where I think he can get you some pretty decent value from the touchdown perspective. And I think his uh, receptions and yards is going to be on the rise in next season. Hey, wait, speed, Claypool. Get, give me Chris Godwin. I don't know if he's going to be in Tampa or wherever, but this guy I love. He, he continues to play well, had an injury this year. I like Chris Godwin in fantasy. Yeah, Chris Godwin, he's going to be he's going to be a darling, right, a, a free agency. You know, Is he going to go to the Colts? Is he going to get tra- uh, transition tagged? Is he going to get franchise tagged? I think no matter where he goes, whatever, what situation he's in, I think he's going to be an excellent wide receiver two, if not wide receiver one next year. Give me one more name and then we'll get our sponsors in here. What's one other name to, to get on a team heading, heading into the new year here. Another guy to get on a team heading into the new year. You know, I do want to plug, I want to plug my guy, David Montgomery, but you know, I'm going to go in the other direction. I'm going to go for a bounce back category with miles Sanders. I like miles Sanders a whole lot. He's still in that window in that area where you're still going to see the prime or the most that you can get out of his athletic ability. Battled injuries from training camp, got off to a bad start. Anytime someone has injuries in training camp, you got to watch out and you got to really ask yourself, do I want this person on my fantasy team? I think he comes in next year, super healthy. I think his usage rate is probably going to go sky high, whether they do Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback. I like Miles Sanders a whole lot because he's going to dive down after being top 10 this year. Interesting, because I'm I got a dilemma on Miles in a few leagues because new new quarterback, new head coach, kind of wimpy head coach. Are they going to give him the football? Uh, I think he's a dynamic player, but he hasn't impressed me when I thought he'd be ball out these last couple years, and he's had some injury issues. So I'm glad you brought that name up at the end. Oh, Joe, you got to take a breath, man. We got a lot of stuff in there. Entertain the folks talking NFC North and fantasy. How about let's take our break, get our sponsors in here, come back and talk a little more Lions, Bears, Junk, and then I want to talk fantasy rookies, give people some names to know, maybe some order that we would take the top five or so and, and do all that. You ready for that after we get back from the break? Oh, let's let's give the good people what they want. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions, and that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself 
and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his Hurricanes, his Lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe. B-L-E-A-V in lines with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Please, please go check them out. It really helps the show. And I really can't thank Joey Christopoulos enough for being on the show. We got into so much there in the beginning part of the show, and we got so much more to talk about. So as I said in the beginning, go check out his podcast, Betting Chicago, or you can find it called Believe in Betting Chicago on the Believe Podcast Network. Go check that out. I'll give him some time here to pub all his stuff before he gets up out of here for the show. But Joey, we can't waste any time. We don't ever waste any time here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast because this is what I've been looking forward to. This is me versus you. <laughs> this is Bears versus Lions. This is some straight-up junk talk. Some, some. You, you better be ready. I want to hear how your team's going to get it together because, I mean, me and Denny Green are in lockstep. The Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Bullshit. Exactly, Denny Green. <laughs> Joey, what do you got? T- t- tell me why your team's going to blow up in 2021, why they're going to get the quarterback fixed, why David Montgomery's so incredible, and why Cleo Mack is still going to be able to rush the passer when he's up over 30 and you guys gave the house away for him. All right, here we go. Let's spin it, baby. Get on, <laughs> everyone. Put your helmets on, all right? Let's just make sure we don't fall out of the ride while we do this. Well, first of all, Cleo Mack, Cleo Mack, he had a shoulder injury last year, all right? I don't want to blame... We're going to all blame injuries, but let's just say that he wasn't exactly the most healthy dude in the world. Still had nine and a half sacks. I'm sure a lot of NFL players out there would like to have that number. David Montgomery, I'm a huge fan of David Montgomery. He can catch the ball in the backfield. My favorite part is the dude that after first contact, he always will get you two or three, four extra yards. That's a Chicago Bears fan. That is just music to our ears. I do want to see us get a complimentary back that is not named Tariq Cohen that could perhaps maybe take some of the heat off of him because what I think is going to happen Unless we get a guy named Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson on our team next year, we're going to be probably focusing a lot more on the running game than we ever have before. I mean, it's going to be low scoring, baby. Get ready. It's going to be a ton of fireworks right now. The one thing that I do like about the Chicago Bears team is what started off as a weakness last last season their offensive line actually turned into a strength. And some of the guys that were on the scrap heap that they brought up and they gave some reps to actually ended up playing pretty well for themselves. Now they have two offensive linemen that did not finish the year that they are very high on that are 22, 23 years old, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, that are going to come back healthy, ready to roll. They found two or three other side pieces as well. Obviously in the draft, everyone thinks that the Bears are going to be focusing on quarterback. We'll see what they do there. I do think that they're going to invest heavily on offensive line play and they're just going to try and control the action a little bit more. Try and not put themselves in positions where they have a third and 15. Put them in positions where they're down by 10 points heading into the fourth quarter. Now, does this all mean that we're going to end up being the Packers next year? No, probably not as it stands right now. 
unless we get a guy named Deshaun Watson or a guy <laughs> named Russell Wilson. But I digress. You know, as it stands right now, I wouldn't mind us seeing maybe taking a chance on Mac Jones. I can also see a situation where maybe in the second or third round we do Kyle Trask, Nick Foles, and maybe a veteran quarterback, you know, the whatever. The Andy Daltons of the world come in and they do some type of competition. But I do think as of right now, the, the there's a lot of skepticism going on with the Bears. But of course, as you get closer to training camp, you start talking yourself into how this team or whatever can win eight, nine, ten games every single year. And, you know, just to throw a barb back your way, baby, we still got the Lions in the division. We're super excited about that. You guys are a team that's in uh, rebuild, reflux, whatever you want to call it. So just put that two wins down on the Chicago Bears menu this year. We're really excited to watch Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff on Thanksgiving morning. Stafford comes home. Um, it'll be very weird and awkward, and I will be with you every step of the way emotionally, Derek, because it's going to be very tough for you and Lions fans. And if you guys cry, that's okay. We got your back on that one. Oh my gosh. All right. Finally, I can get back in here. So a lot of things to respond to. First of all, you you dropped rumor innuendo twice, which we love on the show, but you just kind of threw it in there. Oh, maybe we'll get a, you know, a guy named Deshaun Watson or you you snuck in a name called Russell Wilson. Joey, I hate to to break the news uh, to you. There's people people that I talk to, Derek. There's people that I talk to. (laughs) No, you're not getting either of those players, first and foremost. And if you did, you'd have to mortgage your future plus your future's future to get those players. So if if you and the brass there in Chicago were smart, you don't want to do that. Uh, What's our future now? Our future is brutal. You're just about to tell me how bad our future is going to be. So why (laughs) don't I just mortgage that baby? Because those guys, I don't know, you just just threw that out like it was nothing. Those are two of the top players in the game that you're going to have to give three firsts and and a bunch of other stuff for that you don't even have. Now, what I really want to talk about, since you're throwing shade at the Lions, is just ask, the Lions really got no receivers coming back. But I see them replenishing that along with some other good skill players like we talked about, DeAndre Swizzle, TJ Hawkinson, and others. But... Who does Chicago have? Like, I mean, you know Allen Robinson is probably out the door. He doesn't want to play with Mitch or whoever else you're going to end up stuck with at quarterback. So you're going to have no receivers, a bunch of these bums running around that everybody tries to sound like they're good, that that, that you know can't be ones and twos in the league. So you got to fix that. You, you drafted a couple tight ends. You, you played Jimmy Graham, I think, last year. I mean, that guy, everybody knows his career is over. So I just don't see where the skilled players are for the Bears. Now, you're talking up W's against the Lions. I mean, I, I can't say that we fared as well as I would hope against you, especially against that quarterback that's named after a dog. But it's like, I, who scares me from the Bears? Like, I, I look forward to them being on the schedule. So I, I would be chalking up W's uh, too early, my friend. Oh, I'm chalking them. I got the chalk out, my friend. My hands are my hands are white with dust right now. In terms of you, Allen Robinson, you might want to put control. the chalk away and have a glass. Drink it in, man. <laughs> It tastes good on the way down. <laughs> Al Robinson, trans- transition tag, franchise tag. We can still keep him. Um, you know, just wait. The Bears are going to sign Corey Davis. On some how, sort of how, how's your cap situation look? Deal. How's the cap look for the Bears? Well, we're over it right now, but with Jimmy Graham, we're going to cut Jimmy Graham. We're going to cut Buster Screen. That's $17 million right there. Once we renounce Mitch, that's another $10 million. We can actually move around and get probably 30 to $40 million under the cap if we restructure certain deals. So, okay. you know, th- as of right now, it stands weird, but there's 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 plenty of room to move about that and i know look i know you're going to get into quintez cephas and how much you like him in detroit we got a guy named darnell mooney on our team who actually played on the field last year 61 receptions 631 yards again a guy that weighs 100 pounds soaking wet 
but a dude that I don't know if he strikes fear into the opponents, but is definitely going to be a guy that we'll have next year on the team. There's always these receivers people talk about that we know. I mean, Quintas Cephas, if he's decent as a 3-4 receiver, like, don't give me Darnell Mooney is going to be some guy that you're latching your wagons to. I mean, okay, he oh, some I, decent I'll stat. latch it. I'll latch oh, it up. Yeah, he's going to be hurt and out of the league in two years. Get out of here with that. Like, Are we going to have a bet right now over Darnell Mooney and Quintas Cephas <laughs> in 2021? Is this what we're, is this what we're anchoring I mean, towards? I, I know you're the star of betting Chicago. I'm not saying I want to put any Kool-Aid or cornbread on this what i'm saying is that he's not very good alan robinson yeah maybe you can latch him there but i i i don't know that i pay him 17 plus million dollars to stay around with that team and then we haven't even got to like some of the the holes in defense and whatnot so let, let me talk about my lions for a second so as much as i'm pubbing them up and as much as we're here to drink that detroit kool-aid we all know they're rebuilding this team. We all know that they're trying to take the long vision, which is something I've wanted for a long time now. And doing the right thing. Seriously, they're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, they got, I mean, those draft picks they got back are absolute gold. I hope they hang on to those and do not package multiple to go get a quarterback like your foolish team might do as you just threw out there. You're so so, scared of Deshaun Watson. I can hear it in your voice. I I do love Deshaun Watson. I I don't want to see him in Chicago, but it's not going to happen. So, (laughs) Um, my thing is like, they're, they're rebuilding. I am excited because I want to see this coaching staff. I want to see Dan freaking Campbell. I want to see some juice on the sideline. I want to see bite some kneecaps. I want to see some exciting football, which I haven't had in a few years because of this bland, horrible defense that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn brought to Detroit, this Patriot way, which was so watered down, so old school. So this year, what I'm really looking for, Joey is like, I wouldn't even hate it if my team just went crazy in the draft and just beefed up the offense and made themselves really fun to watch and then got after the defense through free agency and other ways everyone here is like defense 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 i'm like i kind of just want to put up points and because we're better on that side of the ball than the other right now and then figure out how to stop people in the next year or two so i'm not saying the lions are going to just be a juggernaut but we've already talked about not too scared of these other teams so if they have a good draft but put together a good team and these coaches are all they're cracked up to be i i could see them surprising people more so than being a two win team or four wins, whatever you said earlier in your diatribe. Well, let me ask you this question though, because you started it by saying that they're taking a long view and they're going to be rebuilding and putting it together. Yep. And look, this, this question I ask you, it sucks. Cause when I think about it, it sucks for me as a fan, but do you really want the Detroit lions winning games next year? Don't you want them to yes. be a top <laughs> to have one season? No, wait, hold on. No. Don't you want them to have one season where they're a top five pick? And get another elite blue chip player because guess what? You're not winning the Super Bowl next year. And if you are still going to be trying to put all the pieces together, so you would rather have just like the one year and then back in the playoffs and then like boom, you're ready to roll. I mean, it's it's not it's hard. It's hard to like wrap your head around, but I mean, you know, it's something to think about. Joey, I, I would answer that for you, but I think there's a guy that could better answer that for both of us. I mean, I'll just let him do it. Saint Denny Green. I want winners. I want people that want to oh. win. Thank you, Mike Singletary. Mike, Iron Mike. I, I want to win. I'm not, I, I, like, if they have a down season, great. I can deal with it. But no, I'm not one of these people that goes in hoping they lose, hoping they get. The only people that think you got to get a top five pick to get a dynamic player are people that know nothing about the NFL draft. You can find studs throughout the draft, throughout the first round. So any W's they get under Dan Campbell, get some juice, some mojo. I'm all about it. There's no 
Trevor Lawrence in this next draft. There's no player that I have to tank for. So, no, I'm trying to win ball games. You know who I'm really trying to win ball games against? Chicago. I'm trying to get those W's against the Bears and company and not just lay down and try to p- play that wimpy game. No, I, and like you say, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I can see that. But, you know, we're trying to win games here in Detroit slowly but surely. And we'll, we'll get to that Super Bowl eventually. Well, and if you're Jared Goff, too, I mean, clearly he's not going to be going out there trying to lose games, right? He's trying to go out there to not only become the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, but kind of get some respect back on his name a little bit after kind of being dragged in the mud, either through the Sean McVay vibe or, (laughs) you know, you know, through whatever. What's your take on Goff? I want to hear from somebody else that uh, I know you kind of you crapped on him earlier, but you think he'll just come here and be horrible? Well, here's what I'm saying is. I think it's a big mystery box. You can't just look at his box score and say, uh, A, B, C, he checks this because he throws this amount of yards. What I do know about him, and I live in Los Angeles and I have a lot of Rams friends and I've watched some Rams games, is the moment that Sean McVay wasn't able to read the defense in his helmet, everything became, you know, everything became really difficult for him out there. They have to split the field often for him. And once you hear split the field a lot, that's Mitch Trubisky territory, which is not Uh a good sign for a quarterback moving forward. Now, can he get better at it for sure? But it seemed like a lot of times his success came from, they would call a play McVay would, you know, identify Mike linebacker. He would kind of get everybody lined up and then golf knew already knew what he was going to do based on what McVay would tell him when they were able to change that rule and you couldn't hear in the headset what the guy was saying anymore. This is when you saw problems with Jared Goff. He was a turnover machine last year. I think he can be good at times, but man, I'm just saying prepare yourself for moments where he's got that Derek Carr in him where he'll look good for like four games in a row. And then he'll have one game where he'll throw for 90 yards and fumble the ball three times. It just seems to be something that continues to dog him in his career. You know, I, I'm, he's a young guy. I'm with you. Got a lot of promise, signed for a lot of money. I just think that the jury is out on him more so than I, you know, he went to a Super Bowl. The jury's out on him, and he's not an upgrade over Stafford. Get ready for that, too. Well, my, my quick take on him again is that he's going to come here and like, I think he's going to be better than expected in some ways. And he's also going to cost us football games, which people aren't going to like. But I hate for all the Stafford lovers to hear this, but. Matt Stafford cost us ball games too. When everyone wanted to sure. put him up in the elite category, he'd have a pick six that would cost you a game on Thanksgiving. He'd have a fumble deep in his territory that come back to bite you later in the football game or something. So I, that's why I call him Matt Stafford light is I think he'll come here. If, if he gets protected, he can throw it. If you put weapons around him, that's going to help him. And yeah, there's going to be times where people are just slamming their head against the wall saying, wow, this guy is just having a rough game or man, he's not good at all, but there'll be definitely games where he's good. That's why I think it's a perfect two year type audition. If he really surprises everybody, then okay, maybe you roll with him um, longer. If he really disappoints, you can get out of it a bit earlier. So it's kind of like that no lose situation. I think here in Detroit, whatever we get is kind of a bonus while we continue to redo the roster, but I'm kind of expecting better than, most people think results. He was the number one pick for a reason. He's young. He's going to be motivated and they're not going to not give him people to throw to and, and, and hand it off to and, and guys to block. I think they're going to set him up nicely because they do want to see him do well, especially Brad Holmes. So let, let's go back to your bears for a second. I mean, you said David Montgomery, you love him. I mean, 
I put a lot of stock into him and he just wasn't performing. And then this year he seemed to break out. Like I have him in a few fantasy leagues. I feel like, wow, look at David Montgomery putting together yards after contact. Look at him break off a couple big runs, catch the football a little bit. Like he really surprised me. You think that will continue because he had some struggles early in his career there. Uh, I, I certainly hope so. The struggles we can kind of tie a little bit towards offensive line problems and also a stubbornness with our coaching staff to not run the football. There was a moment last season where he ripped off, I think it was an 82-yard touchdown run, and then he didn't touch the ball again for a quarter and a half, which just drove Chicago Bears fan nuts. And yeah, the reason why he was the number six court, uh, running back in fantasy last year was his final six games. He had over 100 rushing uh, all-purpose yards during that stretch to help him get to 1,500 for the season. 10 touchdowns. Is he that workhorse bell cow back like Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, as you uh, so eloquently mentioned? I don't think so, but he's probably cut right underneath. If you're on a fantasy team, I would feel very confident about taking him and plugging him in. You know, maybe not as a stud RB1, but definitely a guy who could be an RB1 in the light RB2 great uh, section right there. And we're going to really be leaning on him a whole lot. I really hope that they do kind of commit a little bit more to not just Tariq Cohen, but Dave Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and a third piece as well. People like to think all the time about the Kansas City Chiefs. They're airing it out every single play. That's kind of a little bit of a yes and no, where there are certain games where the Kansas City Chiefs just go, hey, we're going to rack up 190 rushing yards, and we're just going to run it down your throat. And then they go off and just do that. I would like to see the Bears at least be able to do that. But as of right now, because Allen Robinson's uncertainty, Dave Montgomery is perhaps most our talented offensive player right now. All right. Interesting stuff from you. I'm, I'm curious to see how he does as well as I think the Chiefs can run it when they want to because everyone is scared to death that they can throw it all over the yard. So I think uh, I'm not sure if Mitch and company have been able to do that for David there's, Montgomery. There's no more but... Mitch. There's no more Mitch, Derek. He's not coming back, buddy. Okay, Mitch well... is dead. Well, I'm waiting to see who it'll be then, because you either need to draft one or have one of your rumors work out or you're going to be in trouble. So let's do this, Joey. Before we get to these rookie um, players that people got to keep an eye on, I want to do we'll each get our chance for a little give yourself a a minute or two hype hype video for your team. So I want to pitch it back to you and I want to hear the hype video, the hype speech for the Chicago Bears in 2021. Give it to me. I mean, this is Detroit Kool-Aid, but I want to hear your best take on the best case scenario for your team and why it's going to happen. The Chicago Bears charter franchise, George Papa Bear Hallis in 2021. It has been an age, an eon, if you will, since they've had a quarterback. But lo and behold, thanks to Ryan Pace, bundling together all of his draft capital like a bundle of sticks and tossing it out the window. A new quarterback is in play. His name, Deshaun Watson. His game, winning football games. (laughs) Or it's also, have you ever seen someone slowly walk a plank on a pirate ship and then get tossed over sea? That's right. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they're going to walk the plank all season long as they fail to find a quarterback, go eight and eight again, and then eventually get fired. It'll be slow. It'll be torturous. It'll be Chicago Bears football. One or the other. It's one or the other. 
See, see, you had me going. I was almost wanting to drop some old school NFL films music under you to start that take. But then, but then you came back and ripped your squad. I mean, this is this is Detroit Kool Aid. This is where you gotta forget his, all his your common name. sense, all your like, hey, what might really happen? That's why I kicked Grifka off the show for a while because he always wants to tell me like what happened 30 years ago and why this is gonna happen and try to prove he's so smart when I just want to do this. Drink it in, man. So let me his, have Benny his Blades. His is Khalil Mack. <laughs> Derek made fun of him and said he was over 30 and slow. And now Khalil <laughs> Mack is looking for revenge in 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I, I think Khalil Mack is done. He's old. He's slow. All right. L- l- let, me get to, let me get to my take. And let me, help, let me have Benny Blades help me out. The one and only Benny Blades. Benny, uh, how, how can I tell Joey what's going on here and what's up with the Detroit Lions? What, right? Exactly. We got one pride here, Joey. And the thing is, the Detroit Lions might be down. They might have had a tough season, but we've got one pride here in Detroit. One pride? Thank you, Benny. Like, here's the thing. The Detroit Lions are going to sneak up on people in 2021, and here's the reason why. Because like I said, Jared Goff's going to play a little bit better than expected. One pride? DeAndre Swizzle is going to be that breakout player, like you mentioned, in fantasy football. One pride? Like, I, I think TJ... Hawkinson could put himself in the top eight, top five type tight end conversation before it's all said and done. What right? What right? What right? Exactly. And and as far as that defense goes, it's been so horrible. But man, I could just see Brad Holmes trading out of pick seven. What right? I can just see Brad Holmes dropping back in the draft, picking up other assets, and then just going nasty on defense, picking up pass rushers, corners. You know, linebackers, we need about seven of them. What, right? Exactly, Benny. I see us just getting that all together, both offense and defense, and rolling out a team that is not only fun to watch on Sundays, but can win ball games and win more ball games than we expect this year, and then do the same next year in free agency in the draft. And then, before you know it, the Detroit Lions are being talked about as a young, exciting, cheap, ready-to-roll football team. And like you said, for the long haul, not just for a season or two, built the right way, built for tough, and built with that one pride. One pride? One pride? One pride? I see, I see what you Benny. did there. I see what you did there. That's nice. <laughs> I didn't understand the game at first. If I can offer a rebuttal, uh, Your Honor, after that hype video, we can now all tally it up and say uh, pride one, playoff win zero. But other than that, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I got I can play my new laugh track for you, my new favorite uh, bit on the show. Everybody, everybody's in. <laughs> one of the greatest laughs of all time from one of our local That's sports awesome. radio people. It's like uh, all these zingers you've been saying on the show, Joey. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not drinking enough Kool Aid. That's the problem. Exactly. Got to fill up that cup. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, we, we all know the past. Again, it's, it's all about the future. Benny Blades, I think, said it best. One pride. Let's get it together. Let's get this team together and let's we'll see your bears twice a year. How about that? That sounds great. I mean, how do we how do we end this like a meditation uh, mediary session here? Do we say like one nice thing about each other's teams? Is this what happens now or? No, I mean, we, we could say one thing. One pride. One pride. One pride. Benny, uh, and he's just trying to squeeze in on the show. Everybody, if you want to hear Benny Blades, you can go to Believe in Lions on the Bleed Podcasting Network Thursdays. Myself and Benny Blades. You can also find Joey bringing in all types of guests, talking all things Chicago. Now, why you want to Chicago? I don't know, but if you want to, you can go check him out because he does great stuff. So, Joey, what I think we need to do 
is take a like a slight right <laughs> and talk about these rookies because we got to get you up out of here, man. This has been a tremendous oh. show. I feel like I'm monopolizing your time. I'm sure you could be talking about doing like a Mitch documentary or talking about how Mitch is going to fix your team or writing articles about Mitch. But here we are talking, talking about Steve Bartman and Italian beef and yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hey, all those great things here. You got you got uh, all that stuff going on in Chicago, but. You know, I think I think our teams, like I said, I'm just excited to see what they both bring. And I hope for both of us that we both have decent seasons because we're both sick of those other two teams that we talked about early on the show. Let's end it with that. So you, we've talked some good fantasy content. And like I said, we just bouncing back and forth between fantasy and, and NFC North football this week. Hopefully we're going to have you back on every few weeks. So we'll be able to mix it up again. But I just want to throw out a couple of these rookies because I know – I'm a big fantasy player. I love dynasty fantasy football. If you're not in a league that has a rookie draft and especially a slow rookie draft, which is where you can make trades and you can move up and down the board, you're missing out because that's the closest thing to being a real GM. So, Joey, I got a few leagues where we get to have these big, long rookie drafts. And there's nothing more fun for me in fantasy football than being able to take a rookie before he ever steps on the football field, feels like he's your own player, and then go see if you were right or if you were wrong. It's much better than the couch, um, you know, couch potatoes that want to tell you six years later, oh, I knew that guy was going to be incredible. It's like, man, you had no idea. So, like, are you excited about rookies in 2021 when it comes to fantasy football or what? I'm always excited. I always try and put a little couple of caveats in the mix a little bit. There's a couple of golden rules I always like to think of. Oh boy. The first golden rule kind of off the bat is, you know, rookie tight ends, as much as you love them. I know Kyle Pitts right now is going, what, top 15 or something. Rookie tight ends, they never work out right away. <laughs> you have to plan for oh, that bad, accordingly. That's a bad take. Go ahead. It's a bad. Wait, name me one. Name me one. Name me a, I, a tight end in fantasy that's a rookie that has ever worked out in the first two months of the season, and I will, I will burn this microphone right now. The I didn't one, say. I didn't say it wasn't factually correct. I said it's a bad take because it's just based on old history, and you act like Kyle Pitts can't come out and be a freaking stud because well, of the last ten. No, guys no, were. no, because. It's about it's about system, my friend. When tight ends oh, come into the God. NFL, across the go. NFL, you have to learn blocking fits. You have to learn schemes. There's a lot more on their plate than the wide receiver that, is, as you mentioned, just runs <clears> the <throat> nine routes straight down the field. It takes a little while for them to earn inside the pecking order and earn that trust on a third and 12. You can't have a rookie tight end blowing a tackle and giving up a sack when you just think that he's really good at catching passes. So you always have to keep that in count. That's not I mean, that's that's the way of the Bad NFL, take, man. Everybody. That's the way that coaches do it. Wide receivers, I'm always interested in. I always kind of look for fit more than actual player itself because player, you know, you could have a really talented guy and he can get completely swallowed up on a particular offense. So I always kind of try and match need with talent. Like I think Jerry Judy could be a really good receiver in the NFL. I didn't like him as a rookie, though, because I didn't know how exactly he was just going to burst down the scene in that offense with Drew Locke. And in terms of running backs, I always take at least one or two running backs, rookie running backs. And then in the waiver wire after the first month, I'm always looking at rookie running backs too as well, because I think those are guys that by the end of the season, you know, one or two of those dudes, guess what? Is probably going to be winning your league for you or at least winning a week for you. So I target wide receivers early, try and get at least one running back. And then in the waiver wire, really dialing in on those running backs as the season goes along. Interesting thoughts, interesting takes, other than that tight end take, which, like I said, is totally backed I'm not up. Wrong. But totally, I'm not wrong, buddy. 
Like, it's just, it's small thinking by you. I thought you would be a bigger thinker and see the new NFL rather than what happened the last 10 years or 20 years, which isn't I how the, the game truth is played aid. anymore. I, it's truth aid, not Kool-Aid, my friend. Truth oh, aid. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let, let me give you some truth aid as well. So here, here's what's going on. So everybody in their rookie drafts is probably saying, oh, man, look at all these receivers coming out. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Waddle. You know, you got guys like Bateman. Tony, you got Rondale yeah. Moore. What? Uh, so the what's the receiver named Tony Kashawn Tony or something? Kadarius Tony from Florida. Yes. He's a, he's a beast, no doubt about it. But it's like you're looking at all these fancy receivers, and I'm telling you, when it's all said and done, in a lot of these rookie drafts, the two names that are going to be near the top, even if they're getting picked in the second round in the NFL draft. It's going to be Najee Harris and Travis Etienne because, like I said, running backs are gold. You can get these receivers. You could take one of those two top backs if you have a top pick, and you're going to come around and love what you're seeing in the second round of your rookie draft when it comes to these receivers. I mean, I already named off a bunch of them. You go way down the list, you're still looking at Nico Collins. You're looking at Marshall from LSU. I mean, you, you got other talents. When I'm looking at running backs – I mean, after the top few, it's pretty thin until you get to the mid and you're looking at pass catchers, third down type backs, things like that. So anytime you get your hands on a workhorse back, a guy that could be the number one, a guy that could get a good share of carries and can still catch the football, that's what I'm trying to do. And Najee Harris really showed well towards the end of his career. Great kid, great thing to look for. So I'm telling you, if you can like bide yourself and sort of wait and say, man, I love Jamar Chase. Wow. I'd love, you know, Kyle Pitts or whoever, but Get the running back if you can get it and then go get the other players later. That's my advice for the people listening when it comes to rookie fantasy drafts about how to attack this year with so many good receivers out there. What's your take on the Semyon kid from Ohio State or do you need to maybe see a little bit more, look into him a little bit more? Because he put up huge numbers in games and I don't really see him in that that top area. Do you, do you like yeah. his value? Yeah, Trey, Trey Sermon's like a guy that you take kind of – he's going to go way late in the NFL draft, probably like the you know, fourth, fifth round, you know, maybe third when it's all said and done. And, it's like, and that's where like Miles Sanders went, you know what I mean? That's where those guys kind of go. Yeah, yeah, but Trey Sermon's like a banger. He's like a, a guy that will move the chains and score some touchdowns, but he's not a guy that I think will be featured on a team. So that's why I'm saying they're going to be so valued at the top. Now I want to ask you this. You had a great take earlier where you said I'm going to just – you know, pass on quarterbacks. Let's talk about all these other positions. That should be the golden rule in fantasy football. And no matter almost what your league is, unless it's two QB or a, a crazy deep league, wait on quarterbacks, always wait on quarterbacks. So yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is a generation talent, but I'm not taking him early in a fantasy football rookie draft. Same with fields, Trey Lance, you know, uh, Mac Jones is getting all this hype. Like these are guys you can get way down the board because if you're smart, you're taking running backs. Like I said, for, you're getting these dynamic receivers. You're trying to figure out where you can get your tight ends. There's about three or four here that are fantasy worthy. And then you're and then you're waiting to see if there's still one of these quarterbacks sitting there. So you got to do that. What's your take on the quarterbacks? I mean, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. It's a delicate dance, though, right? I, I will say that, like, so, for example, in one of my leagues last year, one of the things I did that actually worked out pretty well was I said, you know what? Screw it. In the second round, I'm just taking Travis Kelsey and I'm figuring it out. And while everyone else is taking tight ends in the seventh and eighth round, I'm taking wide receivers and running backs. I think going to be in my starting lineup. It worked out okay. The other thing I did was, you know what? I just, I just thought Dak Prescott was going to have a huge year last year. 
And I took him in the third round. And of course he was on course to do that. And then he got hurt. No, not my fault, not his fault, whatever. I'm with you though. Like, you know, let people take Pat Mahomes, let them take Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round. And you can wait again. If you're in a standard draft, not just a rookie only draft, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, that Joe Burrow pick worked out kind of pretty decently where he wasn't exactly maybe a top 12 play, but he was a guy that you can plug in and start from time to time. I will say you just got to kind of feel it out, right? Because in your draft, typically some of these guys kind of start flying off the shelves a little bit and you get nervous. Like, you know, do you have the discipline to hang in there? Maybe wait and see if your guy, like, I know it's not very sexy, but Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, every single year, he's a top 12 fantasy quarterback. It just, you know, I don't like him very much. I don't like having him on my team. It's fairly boring in my opinion, but if you want to find that value, you can get him in like the 10th round. So you want to make sure that you pounce at the right time, try and target the right guy. You don't want to be stuck holding the bag. I mean, I had a situation last year where I ended up with, I think it was like, honestly, a Jared Goff. It was like a Jared Goff, Joe Burrow combo. And honestly, just, I didn't really extract as much value and quality as I wanted out of it. And I waited till like the 11th or 12th round. So I'm with you, man. I'd wait, 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 wait. But just keep in mind in that six to nine round area, I would probably start looking into it. You know, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be wildly overdraft this year, in my personal opinion. I think one of those guys, whoever it is, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or whatever, could maybe have just as good, if not better, a season him in fantasy. But it's not really going to be where I'm going to be throwing my money in with. That's my thing, though. Standard leagues, like the wait, 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 and then wait some more on quarterback. Like, it's almost like who can wait the longest and still find that yeah. value is how you win. But I'm talking like these rookies is usually a little bit of a deeper league, a guy that maybe he's not going to help your team this year. But Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson, to me, are great little players to get if you can get them in the second or third round of your rookie because other people let them slide, but you pick them right at that sweet spot. Oh, man, I think Trevor Lawrence could be a top uh, 10 to 12 quarterback by 2022 easy, you know, in regards to what he can do with the football, how they're going to revamp that Jaguars team. So like you say, it's almost a sneaky play, both in rookie drafts and in real fantasy of just, you know, letting others take the studs, but then knowing when that time is right to get the guy, because you, you, you do need the guy, <clears throat> excuse me, you do need the guy and there is a good spot, a good value to get those quarterbacks. But yeah, great receiver draft. Uh, I know Joey killed Kyle Pitts. He tried to talk about him blocking and figuring out all this stuff. You know what you do with Kyle Pitts? He's 6'5", 240 pounds. You just split him out and you just you just throw it to him all day. I mean, it's not that hard, Joey. Well, what if so, it's Daniel Jones throwing it to him, my man? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I, I pass, love Kyle Pitts pass, as a player. OJ so. Howard, even Hawkinson. It took Hawkinson a year to actually become a fantasy-worthy you know, wow. piece that can be a whole lineup. year. I mean, come on, man. These are, well, yeah, we're talking about next year, right? Talking about this. Yeah. I mean, this is dynasty rookies as well as, uh, and even in your fantasy league, I'm, I'm taking Kyle Pitts as my t- tight end too, and seeing what he can do if he gets picked in a good situation. I mean, I'm not even against the Lions taking him. How about that? He probably work out real good in Chicago without all those stiffs. You got at tight end. What do you got? Eight, eight players. None of them can play there at the tight end position. I mean, come uh, on. We're so. thinning, we're thinning the herd out. It's, it's going to be Cole Komet's <laughs> show moving forward you'll see 
Oh, geez. That, now there's a there's a play. But again, just, a guy well, that you don't like because he couldn't get on the field as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens in that second year. Kyle Pitts and, and your boy uh, there in Chicago. I mean, that's that's an apple and a pomegranate right there. I mean, that's not even in close to <laughs> a, a, the same thing. I mean, come on now. So anyway, people, if you're not in a league that drafts rookies, please do so. It's really fun. It makes you feel like a GM. Joey, I'm like out of breath, man. We've talked about the NFC North. We talked about fantasy studs. We we trash talked each other left, right, and center about the Bears and the Lions. I mean, I I really think, you know, Mr. Green like really sums it up best in my personal opinion. The Bears are what we thought they were. What what, what we thought they were. Bullshit. Exactly, Danny. But Joey. After all you want to crown him? Had, you got to crown him. <laughs> you do. I I, I was going to go with the whole bit, but I figured I'd, I'd let you <laughs> off. So what I want to give you time for, instead of letting Danny Green monopolize the show, is say, Joey, it's been totally fun having you on, man. I hope we can get you back on the Kool-Aid cast. I want to give you time. Tell the people where they can find you on social media, where they can listen to your stuff, where they can soak up all this fantasy and football knowledge you've been having on the show. And I've just really enjoyed having you on. So tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, Derek, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, I would love to come back. You know, uh, we are we are friends. For those of you who are we're trash talking each other, we're not going to fist fight after this. We're all we're all good. We're all friends. Yeah, my my show is Believe in Betting Chicago with the Believe Podcast Network. You obviously can go on their website, type in Betting Chicago. Derek was asking, why would you want to listen to a bunch of Chicago stuff? Well, not just that. I also focus on people that are from Chicago and or work in the industry. And sometimes, believe it or not, they end up working in Detroit. I just like hearing their stories and their perspectives. I try and bring out a bunch of different people as best I can. Check out my Instagram, Christopoyo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-O-L-O-O-S. So think of it like Chicken of Christ. Is basically what it is. The Chicken of Christ. Check it out on Instagram what? for a bunch of 60-second teasers and all my pods to find all this stuff. And that's it, man. That's all that's fit to print. I don't do Twitter or anything like that. you got to find me on IG. <laughs> incredible. Every time Joey's stuff pops up, it's like uh, incredible who he's talking to. And like you say, lots of sports content. But every time I see it, it's somebody else either in the business world or doing something really interesting. So I can't pub him off enough pub him up enough except for that instagram handle you think if your last name was christopolis you come up with something a little bit simpler than whatever you just said because that has like the hardest handle of all time but hey everybody, <laughs> everybody go track it down figure it out and uh, find him give him a follow as well as listen to his stuff man great guy as you can tell i mean just stealing the show here he's just hosting asking me questions he's got better audio quality he's more funny i mean I, it's just got everything going here on the show but i i've got the trump card drink it in man I was say, you got the drops. You got the drops, the, brother. The, you got the drops. The I can't complain. The, the, the trump card is the kool-aid because that's what we do here we drink it in so do the people a uh, fun show um covered the division of fantasy football i know we got some crazy fantasy football fans as well as people just love hearing football talk here on the show so joey for you for me for the detroit kool-aid cast we're gonna get up out of here we hope you guys have a great week check us back here friday you can also catch out my believe in lions show on thursday with myself and benny blade so take care everybody drink that detroit kool-aid we're out Drink it in.